You're listening to Sports Connections with David Smale, the show that brings you a fun and intimate look into connections throughout sports. Now here's your host, David Smale. Gianluca Busio is one of the rising stars of American soccer. The wily veteran of 19 years old, he is in his fourth season with Sporting Kansas City Senior Club, making his debut at age 16. A homegrown talent, he signed with the Sporting Academy at age 15, making him the youngest player to sign a professional contract with an MLS club in more than a decade. He's grown his game to the point that he now plays the number 10 position and calmly embraces all that goes with that spot. He's so well thought of that he received a provisional invitation for the U.S. men's national team ahead of the Gold Cup. By the time this airs, we'll know if he got onto the final roster and played in the team's matches. We lined up the interview when we could because he is a highly sought after player by several European clubs. So his time with Sporting Kansas City and MLS may be limited. Boost, welcome to Sports Connections. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now, I want to start with the obvious question, and that's your goal to play in Europe. When did that become your goal? Uh, yeah, I think for me, I think uh, just growing up, you always watch European soccer. I think uh, I was a big uh, Italian soccer fan just because of my dad kind of forced me to like it. So, uh, you know, every Sunday we were watching that in the morning and, and always keeping up to date on the, the games there. So I kind of that's kind of what drew me to soccer, just kind of that passion in, in Europe and, and you know, the, the high level that there is. So uh, I always wanted to, to play in Champions League games and everything. And, you know, the the. The, fur, the more I've played a uh, professional and, and in the MLS and, and soccer in America, really, you know, it, it's it's uh, still something that I watch and I, I've been trying to get to. I think I have a lot of, uh, you know, friends and, and, and you know, just uh, watching other younger guys play in Europe. It it's just makes me want it more. And, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, it'll happen eventually. But, uh, you know, it's just always been a goal of mine. And, and you know, it's something that I've worked to since I, since I even signed. Now, you have dual citizenship, is that correct? Uh, your mom's American and your dad's Italian, so you have yep. you have both. And I'm not going to ask you to give away any secrets. Do you have a desire to play in Italy? Is that Does that have maybe a, a bit more uh, inspiration than playing somewhere else in Europe, or is it Europe and, and it doesn't matter where? Yeah, I, I think for me, Europe in general is, is uh, where I want to be. I think uh, obviously it makes a lot of sense for me to, to be in, uh, you know, uh, Italian soccer just because of my, my heritage and, and my dad and everything. And, you know, I love uh, I love Italy. I, I've been there many times and I just love, you know, uh, just being there in the, the atmosphere and everything. So uh, obviously uh, I, I love Italy, but I think for me, it's just uh, Europe in general. I just want to be somewhere there. It's, uh, you know, that's a, the first step for me is getting there. And, and I'm not going to limit myself just uh, waiting for an Italian club. I'm going to you know, keep my options open. And if it is in a, a, a different country in Europe, then, you know, so be it. But uh, obviously Italian is, is close to my heart. So I think uh, that'll, that probably has a little more persuasion to, to me. And, and from what I understand, and I'm not well-versed in the international market, but you're likely to sign not with the highest level, whatever country you're in, you're likely to sign in the second level and work your way up to the national level. Is that the highest level? Is that correct? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, I want to be in the biggest league. So, uh, you know, in the Serie A or the Bundesliga, I want to be in the, the highest level of leagues. But obviously, you know, I don't see myself right now playing or getting in the game with uh, Juventus or, or Bayern Munich. I, I don't see myself, you know, starting there just yet. So I think uh, for me, it's just making the first jump to get there. I think, you know, maybe a mid-level team or even a, a team that's, uh, you know, at, at the lower level. And, you know, I just want to be in the top league. So I'll still, you know, play against these big teams. But uh you know, still have a chance to, to play a lot of minutes. And, and uh, you know, if that's a smaller club, then, then it is, yeah. Now, I understand you mentioned that goal, and then not just as, you know, not as a dream, but this, is, this was your plan. 
even when you signed with uh, with Sporting, back when you met uh, Peter Vermees, the Sporting Kansas City manager and technical director, basically the GM, if we look at other American sports. But you told, m- mentioned that to him the first time you met him. That's pretty bold. Why did you tell him that? Uh, I think uh, it, it was just good for for both uh, both of us to understand, you know, what my my goal in the end is. I think, uh, you know, players, you know, as coaches, they like players with ambitions. And, and you know, I think I have a lot of them. And, you know, I didn't want to, you know, beat around it. So when, you know, something like this happens that we're all not all, oh, did you ever want to go to Europe? You know, it, it's been clear that, you know, I want to go to Europe. And, you know, I don't know when it's going to be. Obviously, it seems like it's going to happen soon. But, uh, you know, I hope, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been happy in Kansas City. And, you know, they, we've been me and Peter, we've had a great relationship and, you know, he knows what, what, what I want to do and, and, you know, what I want to do with my career. And, you know, I know that he's, uh, you know, made me the player I am today. So I think uh, yeah. it's a good relationship. And, you know, if it is, you know, now's the time to go, then I think it's a talk me and Peter need to have and, and figure it out. But if it's, uh, you know, another year or two here and then, you know, still playing in MLS, then, you know, I'll be happy to, but uh, you know, it's just uh, something that uh, I've always dreamed about. And, you know, I just wanted to, to make sure that, you know, we were all clear that, you know, this is my goal and, and, you know, I'll be here for however long, but, you know, eventually I want to try to, you know, see how it is in Europe. Were you that much nervous that he would go, Hey, wait a minute, kid, you're 15 years old. Did you worry that he might be put back by that a little bit or, or did you know enough about him to know he would be impressed with your ambition? Yeah, I didn't, uh, I guess it's a little nerve wracking. I think, uh, you know, you, you don't know it can go either way, really. It could, you know, go, all right, well, we don't want you to go to Europe now. But, uh, you know, that kind of from the beginning, you know, after meeting with him the first time that it kind of showed that, uh, you know, he he cares about me. He wants to develop me. And right now the best choice is to, you know, be in Kansas with him. And, and he's proved to, to me, my family and, you know, that, uh, you know, he's doing everything in, in, in favor of me. And, you know, so, uh, yeah, at the start, it was a little nerve, nerve wracking. I didn't know if it, how it would go go around. But, uh, you know, I, obviously he, he took it very well. And it wasn't me saying, you know, that I just want to leave right away. It's me saying that, you know, my goal as a player is to make it to the highest level and, and the highest levels in Europe right now. So uh, I think he took it. He took it well. And, and he knows that uh, it's my ambition and has been. So uh, it's just like I said, it's a great relationship. So I think he, he understood. And, and, you know, now he's he's proven it. Sure. Now, when you and I first met, and I think it was preseason in 2018, I don't think I met you the first year you were with the senior club, but I remember meeting you and you were very quiet and reserved. And it surprised me because I had heard how how much you were a confident star in the making, but you were you were just very humble and very reserved and stuff. The interesting thing is now that you're a star in MLS, you were part of uh, a recent uh, best 11 uh, in that one. You're getting getting noticed by the national team. You're still the same low-key guy off the field. Does that calmness help you on the field? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think, uh, you know, for me, I've always been a, a quiet guy. I think uh, I like to keep myself, obviously, you know, not when I'm with my friends and everything. But, you know, just in general, I'm a, I'm a usual quiet guy. And, and uh, I think that's just how I've always been. But I think uh, there's a difference. I don't think uh, that uh, changes anything on the field for me. I think I'm a extremely confident guy I think uh you know it's uh it's nothing you know arrogant or anything I think I just know that you know I I'm, I'm good at I'm good, I'm good at what I do and, and I, I believe in that and I think as a player that's a, the biggest thing to do is, is believing in yourself and you know from the day I signed I knew that uh you know if I, I work at this I, the work that I put in and you you mix that with the the talent that you already have I think you know you can go I could do do anything really and 
you know, that confidence just, uh, I don't know, it, it comes naturally, really. I think uh, just from a kid, you know, growing up, I always thought, uh, you know, I, I could do this and then everything. I Even if I, I couldn't in the end, I always told myself I could. And, you know, I know that, especially in, in, in soccer, that, you know, I put in a lot of work for it. So I think that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be one to shy away from everything and, and not not act like, uh, you know, I can't do this or anything. So, yeah, I think I'm just naturally calm and confident. And, you know, it shows on the field, really. But off the field, there's no real need to, you know, tell everyone, oh, yeah, I'm the best or anything. I think that's just, you know, I don't really need to do all that. I can show them on the field. It, and it seems like part of that is the fact that you were so young. For people who are watching this who aren't from Kansas City who say, you know, Boos has been in the league now for four years and he's and he's a mainstay. And when you started here, your first full season with the senior club, you had to get a ride to the game from a teammate because you couldn't drive yet. <laughs> Does, did that help the humility side of it as well? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think uh, I think any 15 year old kid, you're going to you know be a little nervous. You're not going to want to you know do much. You're going to be scared. And, and that's what I was at, at 15. But, uh, you know, I never let that confidence get away from me. And, and you know, obviously I have to work to gain respect from from others and, and my teammates. And, and you know, really, I, have to, I still have to show myself, you know, you can be confident, but you still have to prove yourself that you know, to other people and, and yourself that, you know, you're here to, to stay and you can play. So, uh, yeah, I think definitely at a, at a young age, starting so early and seeing, uh, you know, being with older guys who have done a lot more than you and, and you know, have been in, in World Cups and everything. I think that that shows you that you can't really, you know, you're signed at a young age, but, you know, you really haven't done much yet. So you kind of you can't you can't really, especially with the group of guys we have. They, they were very, they're very good guys. So they're they're They keep you grounded. And you, uh, you know that, you know, you've done nothing really compared to them. So especially at, you know, me being a 15 year old, I knew that, you know, I, the first couple of years I may have to, you know, be quiet and, and stay to myself until I really prove myself. And then, you know, maybe I can act more of a, of a veteran and help the other younger kid. But uh, yeah, definitely as I, I take what I learned from uh, being a 15 year old professional and that taking that, uh, you know, humility to, to now and still trying to act like, you know, I haven't, I haven't done much and I want to do more. Yeah. I got to tell you, I don't I don't think you can use that. I haven't done much excuse any longer because you've done some amazing things. And I want to talk specifically about a goal that you had off a free kick against Houston in late May. And for people watching, listening, I encourage you to Google Gianluca Busio free kick goal and you'll see it. I have never seen a better goal in person. And the thing, and I haven't watched that much soccer. I'm, I didn't grow up watching the sport and I just got hooked on it probably five, 10 years. Well, about the time that, that sporting won MLS cup is when I really started uh, following it. So 10 years, but still I've never seen a, a better goal than that. At least in person, the keeper didn't even move. He just stood there and went, whoop, there it goes. <laughs> just, talk, just talk about that goal. It, have you ever had a better goal than that? Uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't think so. Maybe in the in the academy days, I probably had a couple nice ones. But uh, just the you know the atmosphere, you know, we had a full stadium. The you know just everything that was going on, I think it was definitely my best goal yet. And you know, I think uh, free kicks are a, a, a specialty of mine. I think I, I take a lot of pride in, in free kicks. Uh, you know, I think uh, you know as a as a kid or as a young guy like me, you don't really have the opportunity to take many. And, you know, obviously there's there's older guys who will, who will push you off it and take it. But, uh, you know, I, I think uh, in practice I hit a lot of good ones. So I think they everybody kind of knows that, you know, I, I, I want to take the free kicks. And, you know, as a, as a kid, I would always, uh, 
you know, obviously I had the, the, you know, ability and just was blessed with the, you know, a good free kick, but, uh, you know, always, I would always watch YouTube videos on, on how to take free kicks and, and I would watch, you know, every free kick goal in Europe and stuff like that. And, you know, I would, would go watch it on YouTube and then go outside in my backyard and, and try to hit 20 just like that. And, you know, I think that's just something that, uh, you know, it's satisfying to me watching, you know, free kick goals go in. And, and you know, I've always studied that that part of the game. And, you know, obviously it was a, it was a pretty special one in it. And it felt good to, to score one. And, you know, especially like that where the, where the goalie doesn't even dive and, and, you know, it's off the post. It's definitely my, my best goal and my, my favorite goal so far. And it's interesting, Bruce. I was in the press box and I looked over to my left and there's a, a reporter who grew up in England. So he's been around soccer a lot more than I have. And he just sat there with his jaw open. And I, we started following each other on Twitter right after that. And I went back and looked and I can't, I'm not going to say it on the air, but it was like, holy knit one pearl to Batman. I mean, he was quite impressed with that. And he has seen a lot more than I have, but you know what impressed me the most about that? It was not only an amazing shot from well outside the box, you guys were down one and it leveled the match that you would eventually win. It seems like you don't really get, caught up in the moment you don't let the the atmosphere distract you at all is that accurate yeah for sure I think uh, I've been in a, a lot of situations as a as a young kid where you know you, you're playing in, in these big games and, and you're playing in you know games where you have to win and and just stuff like that and I think uh I think I've been through a lot of learning, learning experiences at such a young age that, you know, I am 19 now, but, you know, I've, I've been through a lot of games like that. So I think it, it was nothing, it was nothing new to me. And, you know, obviously uh, it's, it's also, uh, you know, just for me, it's a, uh, something that I've, I've kind of had to grow to. I think every, every game is a big game, especially with a, a full stadium and, you know, I've played in playoff games and, you know, so I kind of know that, that kind of atmosphere and, and I've had a lot of, of pressure just, you know, I have to be in big moments and I know that, you know, as a, as a young guy to really, you know, make a name for yourself, you have to, you know, show up in these big moments. I think that's the the best time to, to, to score a goal is when your team needs a goal. And, you know, me in preseason, I've always said that, you know, I want to be that guy. I want to be the star of the team and everything. And, and, you know, moments like these is what, what I meant is, uh, you know, when the team needs me, I want to step up and, and really provide. Now, I mentioned in the introduction, you've now taken over the number 10 position. Um, th- there's, for those of us who didn't go, grow up around the sport or don't understand all the finer nuances of the sport, talk about what the number 10 position represents and specifically what it means to you. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. So I, yeah, I got the, the number 10 and, uh, I think uh, as a kid growing up, that was always the 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 best number that the the players would wear. I think uh, you know obviously Messi and you know every big player you know in, in Europe they always ask for the ten and they're usually the the best player. So uh, I think for me, you know, when I first signed, I always had it in the back of my head. You know, I want to be number ten. I think every academy team I was on, every rec team I was on, I always asked for for number ten. And, you know, uh, it's just, it, it's like, there's, there's a lot of pride in it for me. It's, uh, you know, just, it's pretty cool to have that number be called the the number 10 of the team. And uh, for me to be doing it on a, you know, professional team, that meant a lot more to me. And, you know, I, I knew that it was going to come with a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, just uh, pressure. And, and, you know, I wanted to be, you know, a, a player that's good enough to wear the number. And I, I didn't want to be one of the guys who got it the next year. They have to, you know, give it to someone else. You know, I want to hold down that number and show that I deserve it. And, you know, it's kind of like the, the 23 in basketball. It's the, you know, the, the special number that you know, all the best players wore. So, uh, you know, it was a big, big, uh, it's a good feeling for me. And I took a lot of pride and I take a lot of pride in wearing it. Did it, did it change 
I don't know how to say this, Boost, but did, did it change the way you played the game? It seems like this year you're you're playing further back. I mean, I know you're a midfielder, but it seems like you're when when Tim Melia, you know, collects it and everybody runs down the field, he's going to get it to you most of the time. Seems like you're setting things up more this year. Is that new with the number ten, or is that just your game developing? Yeah, I think it's uh, you know just my game really developing. I think uh, obviously the, the number is really important to me, but it's also just a number that I didn't think it changed much in my in my play style. Okay. And uh, I think it gave me a, a lot more confidence, though. I think uh, you know I you know where you're the number ten on the team, guys are going to look at you for something to happen. So uh, I think that kind of gave me more confidence. I, I kind of like the pressure that comes with it, and you know I wanted to show that you know I'm the number ten now, so you know everything's going to go through me. So I think that's a kind of more the mindset I kind of adapted and and I think the number 10 kind of just added on and, and you know kind of more of a superstitious thing than anything then I didn't give me any powers to you know score nice goals or anything but uh yeah I think that number 10 is just a you know a good feeling to have but uh I think just my my play style you know and developing my fourth year now I think no matter what number I would have got I probably would uh you know try to play this way and just you know have that uh you know takeover kind of mindset. Now, it's interesting. You said a little bit ago you didn't want to be the guy that got number 10 and then the next year they gave it to somebody else. I hate to break this to you. That's going to happen, but not because you you didn't perform. Um, and it seems like, I mean, obviously we're, we're being somewhat facetious here, but it seems like your time with Sporty Kansas City is coming to a close. Maybe even by the time this airs, we don't know. But at, at least for now, maybe you, you know, when you're ready to retire from the, EU, you know, from the European leagues or whatever, you might come back. But what are you most looking forward to about playing in Europe? We talked about your goal, but what are you most looking forward to about that? Uh, I think just the just playing against the the big teams and, and playing in those in, in big games and uh, you know obviously there, there's cup games and everything and, and you know just the the passion that's played there. I think uh, in Europe there's you know relegation and everything. So I think uh, getting over there and, and really playing with uh, you know complete passion and seeing the that how much, uh, you know, support there is there and how much, uh, you know, how, how, how difficult it really can be. I think there's a, you know, games where you must win. And if you don't, you're going to, you know, be in the second division and stuff yeah. like that. So I think that's something that, you know, I'm looking forward to. I think, uh, like I said, I like playing with, with pressure and, you know, it feels good to, you know, have the, 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 the ball in your hands really. So I think uh, that's something in Europe that I've seen and then and, and watched, you know, these important games, obviously with the Euros on now, it's it's national team, but it's, uh, you know, you can just tell there's a different passion when there's something on the line. And in Europe, I feel like every game's, you know, played with, you know, something on the line. And I think that's something I want to look forward to. And obviously, you know, living in Europe and, you know, these nice cities and, and where soccer is everything, it's something that I'm, you know, really looking forward to. Now, uh, you're professionally, you've only played in the U.S. And so I hope there's something that you can answer this question with, but what will you miss about playing in MLS? Uh, I think everything in Kansas City, really. I think the just uh, the the people I've met, one, and, the, you know, the the friends I met through, through soccer. And I think uh, Kansas City, I think no matter where I go, I think it'll always have, you know, one of the, the best uh, facilities, the best training facilities that, the, that I've hopefully ever been to. And it's, uh, you know, it's just special how, how I think I got lucky with, uh, with Kansas and how good of a, you know, setup I got and, and how everything is, uh, you know, really, really special here, especially the soccer, you know, maybe some, uh, some States in, uh, you know, America maybe aren't as big on soccer. And, uh, I think Kansas is, you know, 
a full soccer uh, state. Obviously, we have the Chiefs and the Royals, but I think uh, there's a lot of uh, following for the the uh, for uh, SKC also. So uh, I'm going to miss that a lot. Just the the local support and then the stadiums is always full, and you know, just everything around you know Kansas City. I love, and you know, it, whenever I leave, I'm going to miss that the most. And, and of course, your home state of North Carolina, soccer is really big. But is it fair to say that women's soccer is bigger in North Carolina than men's soccer? One of my real good friends is Anson Dorrance, the head coach at UNC. And, you know, they basically dominated women's soccer. Is is women's soccer bigger than men's soccer or is it just is, is that state just as passionate about both? Yeah, uh, I think. Uh, well, first of all, I think Kansas is is a more soccer state than than North Carolina. But uh, really, I think. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, or for me at least, and I think uh, in uh, in North Carolina, I think there's more. Uh, there's more. Uh, there's not many professional, you know, men's teams. There's not really. Obviously, we got Charlotte FC now, so I'd, I'd like to see how that goes. But uh, I think, yeah, I think, uh, and we have a lot of good college teams. And obviously, the women's side on, on on college is is great. Obviously, UNC is always in the the final, and it's always competitive. So I think I've been to a lot of you know college soccer games more than anything in North Carolina. And I know that they have a, a big following. I think uh, you know stadiums and college, everybody goes out to to watch the game, and, and they support it like crazy. And you know, obviously, we have some NWSL teams that are uh you know have been around for a while and I've, you know, I've been to a couple games there so uh yeah I think uh I think uh, women's soccer definitely is leading right now just with the fact that they they have more teams and you know they have uh you know uh, like I said NWSL team the college soccer is always uh, is great there for the women so uh I think it's uh, definitely there but we'll see with uh, Charlotte FC it's interesting talk you talked about playing with pressure I don't know if there's any more pressure Obviously, it's not a national thing, but any more pressure than playing women's soccer for North Carolina. I call Anson every year the day after the championship game, usually to congratulate him. I've got it on my calendar. Here's the here's the championship game. Call Anson the next day. And if they lose, it's like, hey, buddy, I'm sorry you didn't. You know, they've lost in the championship game. And I have to say, hey, I'm sorry it didn't work out. So that's Mm -hmm. that's some intense pressure for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. they're always a good team, though, so uh, it's always fun to watch them play. All right. Uh, I mentioned earlier that uh, at the time we're recording this, you've been uh, given a provisional invitation for the U.S. men's national team for the Gold Cup. Um, What would it mean to play for the national team? And even if you don't make this year's roster, you're 19 years old. You're eventually going to play on the U.S. men's national team. What will that mean to you? Yeah, it'll mean a lot. I think uh, that's every player's goal in the end is, you know, play well enough for your club where you can, you know, represent your country at the highest level. And, you know, I want to be in World Cups. I want to, you know, uh, win trophies and everything. And obviously, uh, you know, the Gold Cup is my my first step. And, uh, you know, hopefully I can make the roster. I don't know yet. But, uh, you know, I think uh, that'll be the first uh, chance I have to really put on the crest with, uh, you know, something on the line at the the full men's national team. And obviously I played in, you know, youth tournaments. I played right. with the youth national team and the youth World Cup and everything. Thing. So uh, I think uh, that's uh, that's another another a whole nother ball game. That's a you know a big big you know passion to represent your youth team. But I, I can only imagine what it's like to you know represent the full national team, and it's something that I've always thought about and, and wanted to do. So uh, you know, hopefully uh, we'll find out soon. But uh, you know, hopefully I can you know represent at the Gold Cup. Now, how cool? And, and you can only imagine this, but I imagine you have a pretty good idea. How cool would it be to score a goal? for the U.S. men's national team in a high-level international competition, maybe on a free kick, I don't know, but how cool would that be? Yeah, it's something that I, I can't really think about. I think uh, 
it's uh it's gonna be something special hopefully i can get one uh you know soon and you know hopefully in a gold cup but uh you know i think that always just your first goal for any team really is important but your first goal for your your country really is uh that'll be really really special and you know i always cherish that moment and remember it if uh you know happens soon all right. The last question I have about soccer for you. Um, the U.S. has a lot of young, talented players, uh, including you. How close are we to the U.S. competing at the World Cup level? Uh, I think very close. I think uh, uh, the 2022 one, I think we'll, we'll qualify for sure. I think with the talent we have, there's no way we can't qualify again. I think uh, we have guys in Europe now who are performing at the highest level. And, you know, I think we're a powerhouse. I think you saw in, you know, against the a Mexican team, that was really good. We, we came through with a bunch of young guys and, you know, I think they're always going to get better. I think we have a lot of young guys coming up and the ones that are, are playing now are only going to get better. So uh, I think uh, we're, we're going to definitely, uh, you know, make some noise in the world and, and hopefully, you know, this world cup and, you know, the 2026 world cup, I think, uh, you know, we, we should be someone to watch out for and, you know, hopefully that can be a part of that team. I mean, it would be really cool if America got, if, you know, Kansas city rather got one of those spots and for our, our favorite son, even though you weren't born here, you're now our favorite son, you know, on the team to come and play in a world cup yeah. match right here in Kansas city. That would be really cool. Um, I, I always like to let people uh, wrap up with these two things when I do an interview. First of all, talk about your family. Okay. Yeah, sir. Uh, yeah. So uh, my family's uh, from North Carolina. They're still in North Carolina. I have uh, moms from uh, New York and my dad obviously was born and raised in Italy in Brescia, small town. So, uh, yeah, and uh, my sister, I have two, I have an older brother and an older sister, and they both, uh, they're both in college right now. Actually, they, they both just graduated. So, uh, you know, they, they both went to, you know, schools in, uh, in North Carolina. And yeah, we grew up a, a big soccer family. I think, uh, you know, my dad kind of forced everyone to, to watch <laughs> soccer. And, you know, we have a big passion for it. And, you know, we'd always go to Italy and, and, and watch games there. And you can tell it's a different kind of you know, atmosphere when, you know, Italy's playing in, in, in Italy. And, you know, we were there for the 2006 World Cup when they won. And, you know, that was probably my best memory watching soccer ever. So, yeah, I think uh, my family is just a, uh, just a, you know, a big soccer family. And, you know, we, we uh, just, uh, yeah, we have a lot of passion for the game. And, you know, obviously seeing me do these things is special and means a lot to my family. And, yeah, they still live in New York and, you know, or not New York, in uh, North Carolina, and uh, yeah, my mom's a professor and, you know, we're very, you know, uh, smart, I would say, because she's a, <laughs> she makes this. So, uh, yeah, I think we're, uh, yeah, we're all back in North Carolina still. All right. And I always let people answer this question. Now, this is kind of difficult because you're 19. So maybe I'll ask, but what I usually ask people is what is your legacy? So with someone as young as you are, and I realize you've had a lot of life experiences. So maybe you already feel like you have a legacy, but if you want to answer it, what do you want your legacy to be? feel free. So I'll ask the question. You can interpret it and answer it however you want. What is your legacy? Yeah. I think for me, I, I, I don't really say I would have a full legacy yet. I think I'm still working on that, but uh, I would say I definitely want to leave a, leave a mark. I want to, you know, be remembered even when I'm, when I'm retired. I think, uh, 
I think for me now, it's uh, it's kind of more clear for me how exactly the steps will be. I think, uh, you know, maybe, you know, going to Europe at a smaller club and, and you know, doing big things there. Then, you know, obviously you see a lot of, uh, you know, big clubs buying from smaller clubs and, you know, that's what I want to happen next. That then, you know, that next step would be playing for the the big club and in, in Champions League games and, and that stuff. But then, you know, obviously I want to, you know, play for the U.S. team and, and way, you know, score big goals in World Cups and everything. So I think, uh, you know, I really want to leave my mark as a, as a player who's remembered, not just, you know, he was good in his time and then, you know, forgotten about, but I want to leave a mark on, you know, my, my community and just, in general, if that's in Kansas City, I think it'll always have a place in my heart. So, you know, I want to be remembered in Kansas City, you know, no matter where I go. And, you know, if I go to Italy, I want to be remembered in Italy. So I think uh, wherever I go, I just always want to, you know, uh, you know, have people have, make a good impact on the community and, and hopefully big in the soccer world also. You, you say that, you know, Kansas City will always have a special place in your heart. I can tell you after just four years of playing with the team, you will always have a special play, place in the hearts of, of Kansas City fans. So, uh, Boos, I appreciate you joining us. I, I wish you the best. Um, I look forward, and at the same time, I dread the news that you've signed or that Sporting has has transferred you to a club in Europe. But um, we will we will watch you from afar very proudly, and I appreciate you joining us. Yeah, thank you. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Sports Connections with David Smale. Make sure to subscribe, follow, and rate the show from your favorite podcast platform. You can learn more about David Smale and his work by visiting davidsmalebooks.com. Don't forget to join us weekly for new episodes. Until next time.